This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That leads us to our first topic. So if you mm-hmm. go to uh, Shap Shots, um, mm-hmm. Sean has an article today that is fascinating, and it's regarding Senators forward Alex Debrinkit. So why don't you dive into it? He's a scorer, only five foot seven, but that doesn't stop him. Uh, flies around the ice. Many Stars fans will know him better as a former Chicago Blackhawk. So let's go yeah. into what your article talks about. Yeah. So, I mean, and now, so Alex Debrinkat is going to be one of the biggest names um, in this, this summer. And part of that is his, who he is as a player. Part of that is the nature of the UFA market where it is not a super strong UFA market. Um, but Debrinkat was, you may remember last year, he was at the draft. He was flipped from Chicago to Ottawa at the draft last year in Montreal and uh, went to, went to Ottawa and, he was okay. Um, he didn't have a great year. He was okay. And it doesn't look like there's going to be a long-term marriage for Debrinket and the Senators. And he's a restricted free agent with a $9 million qualifying offer. But the Senators, um, instead of qualifying him, have filed for team arbitration. Um, for a quick side note, so um, there's two different types of arbitration in the NHL. There's player arbitration. And there's team arbitration. Um, if a player has arbitration rights, in both cases, basically what it means is both sides come to the table. They say, here's our deal. Here's your deal. And uh, the arbitrator will will give a, uh, will sit, we'll, we'll come to a ruling on, okay, this is the deal. And that that's, that's, that's essentially how it works with player filed arbitration. When a team files arbitration, it's slightly different where there will be both sides will come to the table with this is our deal. This is your deal. The arbitrator will figure something out. But when the team files for it, if, uh, if they don't come to an, if they don't come to a multi-year agreement, it defaults to a one-year contract that is worth 85% of the qualifying offer. So for Debrinkit, who would have had a $9 million qualifying offer, that would mean a one-year $7.65 million contract this season with Ottawa that would take him to unrestricted free agency. Um, Debrinket may play in Ottawa on that deal this year. He may play in a long-term deal. Either way, it looks like he will probably be on the move. It looks like he could be traded somewhere where he plays simply on that one-year deal. But if Debrinket wants to go somewhere where he's willing to go long-term, he doesn't have a no trade clause or anything like that, but he has been, he has given Ottawa a list of teams that he would sign an extension with, uh, basically kind of like the sign in trade that we saw with, uh, Damon Severson going to Columbus. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
from I've talked, I've seen some reports, but I I know I have heard just personally, and that I know both that the Dallas Stars are on Alex DeBrinket's list of teams he would sign an extension with. Um, I know the Detroit Red Wings are also on that list. I don't know for I haven't heard personally, but some pretty well sourced people have reported that the other teams include Vegas, um, Nashville, and Florida. Um, it's so Debrinket is a viable option for the Dallas Stars, which is an important thing. The other important context I want to apply here, just for people to remember, before we go down the should the Stars shouldn't they? This is this is a player want. This is a player giving a list of teams he'd be willing to sign for. This is not. There's still there's still lots of other moving parts, but one of the but th- this is the players want. This is not necessarily Ottawa saying we want to trade with Dallas. So keep that in mind. This is not Pierre Dorian coming down and saying that. The other thing about it too is it's interesting because and this is um, this is Dallas being part of the teams on Debrinket's list that we know of. Detroit is his hometown. Um, returning home is always attractive. But the other teams: Dallas, Vegas, Florida. Nashville. What do they all have in common, Gavin, when it comes to the income taxes? <laughs> none. They all have none. And uh the uh and obviously Vegas and Florida were in the conference. We're in the Stanley were played for the Stanley Cup final. Dallas was in the conference final. Um to brink it was basically told Ottawa I'd love to either go home or play for a cup contender that where I don't have to pay state income taxes. And if you're Dallas it's a muscle and it's an advantage you flex. If Toronto's allowed to flex that, hey, you've got all these guys from Toronto wanting to come home, you're Dallas, you're Vegas, you're Florida, flex that you don't have to pay state income taxes here and use that as a tool. I have no issue with that. And um, I think it's it's a really intriguing thing where whether it's the move the stars make or not, I personally think you at least owe it to yourself to do the due diligence on what this could be, on what this could mean, because um, you have a play, a young player who is a scorer, and it's not a short term. It wouldn't be a short term thing. Um, I think you at least owe it to yourself to look, take a take a long hard look at this, um, because yeah, just it's. I I know there's other things, and we'll go through some of the trickle down. But Dan Gavin. If I tell you, you can have one line where all of a sudden you have you have the hints next year, you go and having the hints Pavelski um, Robertson line rolling out, and then all of a sudden you have a, a pure actual goal scorer on the second line right away. I mean, it's massive. This Dallas this Dallas team is dangerous. Though. Yeah, like just I mean, I know there's other trickle down, and we'll talk about it, but like. To me, this is something where if you're Jim Nill and the Stars, you at least owe yourself to have the hard conversations about what you're doing, especially since this is not a 30-plus player. This is not a one, two-year thing. This is a guy who would be willing to sign a seven, seven-year deal with you. So let's go through some basics about Alex Debrinkat to yeah. fill what Stars fans want to know about him. As Sean mentions, just 25 years old. So a lot of time uh, left. Um, you could actually make an argument, even though, you know, he's been solid his whole career, that his prime is probably the next few seasons. Uh, just a, just a, a, for his size, five seven five eight, about 175, the durability sticks out to me. I mean, when you look at the career, you know, in Chicago, mm-hmm. 82 games, 82 games, played 70, and then 52, but 82, 
for Chicago and then 82 this year for Ottawa. I mean, the guy's reliable. Yep. So yep. Um, that's that's really solid. And the point production is just consistent, um, you know, in the 60s or 70s for the, for the most part. Um, just a just a terrific uh, uh, point production player. Um, I guess my question is, Sean, and you're right, Jim Neal would have to, you know, be the other side that says, hey, we want yes, to do this yeah. and explore. I guess my question is, is while that provides that amazing scoring punch that we all want, does that prohibit me then for fixing what's going on on my blue line? Or is it just a mass production that would quiet down the blue line issues that the stars faced at times this season? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, interesting conundrum because um, I think it's for one, it's hard to get the Debrinket deal done without another move, just realistically cap space and everything like that. You're looking at, you need to budget around eight to between eight and 9 million for him. Um, I think that's, that's, that's something you'd have to budget around. You'd probably be looking similar to how you budgeted for Jason Robertson. Um, I think this, to get this done to me, there's two pieces that would have to, to have, that would have to happen. Um, for one, obviously you'd be picking to bring it over. You're, you're not bringing back uh, Domi and Dadanov then you're picking, right. you're picking to bring it over them. Um, which is, I'm, I'm not opposed to that one's like. I know they were both, I know Dadanov was a good fit, but you got two, you got a young, you got a player who you get long-term, more long-term upside. I think it's a better move for today, tomorrow, five years from now, to steal Jim Nill's cliche line about how he looks at managing the franchise. Um, you also would have to, I think you'd have to go through the Ryan Suter buyout and we've talked about that and I was already on board for the Ryan Suter buyout. I think this is just another proof that that type of move opens you up to be ready when a young, really good player wants to come to your team. And the other thing that I think it's, it's impossible to do any of this um, without you're going to have to find a trade partner for Radic Foxa. I think it's, it comes to the point where, and this is nothing against how Radic Foxa plays the game. We've talked about it before, but that $3.25 million contract and him playing a fourth line center role when you could get Luke Lindenning to play that fourth line center role for less than a million dollars next year. I think it's, I think, I think you, whether it's part of the trade back to Ottawa or it's part of a separate trade to another team. I, I think there's, I don't see a space where you can have both Debrinka and Foxa on the team next year. I think that's, that's, that's something you have to accept. And I also think it's something that's, I, I think that's something that's a trade you're willing to make. The is blue it, line. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Phil. No, continue, continue, continue. Oh. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because I was going to go into part two of my question to you as far as what do you give up? Is it more valuable for Ottawa to do a sign and trade? rather than, you know, just ship him to the stars and then the stars sign him. 
because, you know, you do look mm-hmm. at it and it is a player with pending free agency unless you sign him long term. I'm sure a long term deal would be part of the equation. Um, so I think and what am I giving up, Sean? Is it a is it a first round pick? Is it mm-hmm. um obviously you want to protect Stankoven? Um, but you know, who's in the mix as far as um, if you sign him long term, you're getting that, you know, you're getting a 25 year old player. I'm guessing you would have to, Ottawa will, will be looking at a Stankoven, we'll be looking at a Maverick Bork, um, we'll be looking at players like that, plus some picks to make it happen. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think it, it, it feels very similar to, and, and now not to the same class of player, but it feels very similar to, the discussion Dallas and Ottawa had years back when it was, do you trade Eric? Do you? Yes. Ottawa, Ottawa wanted Miro Heishkinen. And rightfully so. They should have wanted Miro Heishkinen for Eric Carlson. And the stars went relent on that then. And they were willing to part with Julius Honka, but not uh, Miro Heishkinen. And just both sides stuck to their guns. And I think both sides ended up getting what they wanted in that deal. Um, by the deal that didn't happen between Dallas and Ottawa. Obviously, DeBrincat is not Eric Carlson, um, and I don't think I don't think he would be. I'm not sure that he's going to force the the return of a of a Stankoven. Um, I I do I do think you start to have an interesting discussion about Maverick Bork because I think. Um, now he's a first round. I know he's also a first round pick, but I think it's 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 one of those kind of classic things where if I come to the table with you, Gavin, I'm like, like, hey, I have these three. You can have anyone you want, but these three forward prospects. Mm-hmm. You're immediately going to say, "Well, I want one of those three forward sure prospects." Do. You, yeah. cl- you, cl- yeah. you clearly, you clearly have, uh, <laughs> you clearly know something. <laughs> you clearly know something about those three guys. So, um, I. I think you could get it done, but I do think Dallas's pool is deep enough where I think you could move some other picks and prospects. Um, and I think, and, and another player to, to move it and, and get it done. I also think Dallas has the advantage of, well, and this, like the same could be said for, for Vegas and, and for, for Vegas right now and, and, and Nashville. That they have the they have the advantage of being in the Western Conference, where um, I do think there's going to be a little bit more of an in division tax on Detroit getting a deal done. Where like like Detroit can easily give Ottawa the most for DeBrincat. They can they can they have nearly they have, 31 million in cap space. Yeah, and they have five picks in the top 43 in the draft. Yeah. Dallas doesn't pick till 40, I think, yeah. right? Is that yeah. what like it's some it's something like that. So it's um Detroit can clearly give the most. I don't know if Detroit is going to want to give as much and pay that in division tax for him to go there and I don't know if Ottawa is going to want to deal as much with Detroit. So I think Dallas has that advantage there. I I it's you look at value. I think you're going to be packaging a pick, a prospect, um, a good prospect, like like a good one. Like you're going to have to give up a Bixel or a Bork or something like that. And I know people always like to hold on to prospects and everything like that. But at the end of the day, 
the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Rams, they all they've both said F them picks and they've won championships. Yeah. So like as much as if you think Maverick Bork makes your team better for the next if you think Maverick Bork like let's put it this way. If you think Maverick Bork makes your team better next season, if if you think Maverick Bork makes your team better over the next three seasons than Alex Debrinkat it does, then he's not worth trading. But I don't think he is. Like I think Maverick Bork has a lot of potential and right. like I'm excited to see what he can do, but over the next three seasons, no. I yeah. I, I, I want to take the sure this team is in I want to win a cup while Joe Pavelski's still around. Yeah. I want to win a cup while Jamie Ben is like I want to win a cup with this core. And I think you work so hard to protect assets and everything like that. And eventually you have to take the Vegas lesson and trade your late first round pick your late first round drafted prospect for an Ivan Barbashev, or in this case for an Alex to and then package mm-hmm. something else to get it done. I, I think it's, I think it's something you do. And let's like, let's segue that too to the, to the defense. I want the stars to, to the stars really need to shore up the blue line and everything like that. The other key question, and this is just the frustrating reality, Gavin is, do you see any free agents out there that are actually do that for you? No. <laughs> like, like I look at that list and I see, and I, and I go and I go down where I, I keep like, I want the defense to be better in Dallas. You want it to, you need, they need to be better, but a lot of it just keeps coming down to, um, I'm going to have to deescalate suitors role. Assuming Dallas doesn't buy him out, even though I think they should, I'm going to need Essel and Dell to refine some form. I'm going to need Nils Lundqvist to take some steps. I'm going to need Thomas Harley to take some steps because I don't see that piece out there in free agency that solves my problem that I ran into against Vegas. And obviously that's, that's frustrating and unfortunate, but I think sometimes maybe you solve the problem you know you can solve getting a scorer, locking him up for seven years and not punt the other problem down the road, but you try some bandages and everything like that. And maybe that's a space you have to isolate at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I want, I, I, I keep, I'm getting more and more into that mindset simply because of, I just don't see the solution. I, I, I don't see solutions. I simply see mistakes when I look at free agency on the defense right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because even like a Gudis. Is not going to oh, come yeah. cheap, and I love yes. his physical nature. But I mean, he's going to eventually. It's going to slow down by how physical he plays. But you know, that's the well, kind of chip I would like on a one-year, you know, one million dollar yeah. deal. But that's not going to happen when he makes two point five right now. And I'm sure there are going to be teams that are going to try to match that to get him. Well, and it's it's going to be like, are are you going to pay? Like Dimitri Orlov is probably going to make like six and a half yep. million. Yep. This year. Um, even a guy like Ryan Graves because of the, and I, I think Ryan Graves is actually a fine player, but the Ryan Graves is going to probably uh, projections I've seen have been around 5.1, 5.25 million yeah. for Ryan Graves. Like you yeah. want to pay Ryan Graves and Esselindella combined 10 million. Right. Here? Like it's like, it's, um, it's, I, and then after that, like, honestly, is there any other defenseman that you would even want out of this class? I mean, like, like I go through the list of UFA defensemen and it's, it's Orlov and Graves. Okay. In a vacuum, they make my team better. Um, 
Scott Mayfield doesn't make my team better. Yeah. Like, he's not a bad player, but it's not like Scott Mayfield makes my team better. It's not like, I mean, we, John Klingberg's available again. I mean, like yeah. it's, it's, I mean, maybe you still have the space for like a Carson Susie type or something like that, but I think he played well enough in Seattle where he's going to like, I, I just, I don't see the solutions on defense in the free agency market. So maybe you pivot and you, and it's going to be a tough series because you're going to have to meet Vegas in the playoffs, but hopefully your defense has grown. And you know what? You look back to, you were right there with Vegas until the Jamie Ben incident in game three. Yeah. Yeah. With your current defense course. So I, I, I keep thinking more about that. Yeah. I think, I think if you look back, you wouldn't have had Domi and you wouldn't have had uh, the Don off, but the Chikrin trade, I know kind of stung you and I. Um, yeah. because Ottawa yeah. could slip in and it was a good move for their future. And I think he would have been Oh, a great, nice great piece. move. Great move by yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. So I think that looking back would have been, and you know, I think the stars are trying to build the decors in the, in the minors, but that's, um, you know, going to, uh, uh, certainly take some, take some time. So, you know, it, it is interesting. I, I love the talk already. I love that players at least want to have Dallas on their list. I think it says a lot about Jim Nill. I think it says a lot about the franchise. Um, and I'm glad they're using this state tax thing as a as a as a way to uh to to lure players.